I'm Sophie. Hi, I'm Paul. And we are... SP Film Viewers. Happy New Year, everyone. Happy New Year. We're here in 2024 now, making more SP stuff. More content. <laughs> more of the more of the same. <laughs> Pretty much. No new gimmicks or anything like that, but just no. just looking forward to covering some more great movies. Yeah. Starting off the year with hopefully a good one. Yeah, one that we put to the patrons and thought, well, what's a really solid pitting against two choices and two came to mind for musicals. One called Sound of Music and one called my Fair Lady and Sound of Music won. Funnily enough, I've not seen either one, obviously, no, neither beneath have I. review. Yeah. However, Sound of Music, I think I've been aware of. I know that it's like a family thing of mine that's quite appreciated. Yeah, I only know its existence in terms of like, you know, the, I guess the, the songs and just, you know, it's cultural. Like the sound thing, of the music and then running on the hill kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's the, the cliche. Hill, hill like, that's one I definitely know. But other than that, I don't really know how the story goes or what that's about. So No, I'm quite excited to see what it, it entails and what my family have grown up with, how I will appreciate it. I'm hoping I will. I'm assuming going in with high expectations just because I know my mum loves it. And my grandma used to love the film, so I'm hoping his third generation <laughs> will enjoy it. Yeah, hoping to get some enjoyment from it as well. I, I think it's a musical, so it can go one or two yeah, ways. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which oh, it's obviously like from appreciating things like La La Land and Singing in the Rain. If back in the day, I would I wouldn't have given this like a second thought because all this sounds really boring. Mm-hmm. But obviously, going with a better mindset now yeah. with with things and well, even and... singing in the rain you could class somewhat as a musical oh it is yeah, yeah yeah so even that in its its senses so i think we do like musicals we just don't like it when it's overdone in like a disney film where like frozen two every two minutes of singing for the sake of just singing mm-hmm. yeah and it doesn't feel like it would it's relevant to maybe what they're feeling at the moment perhaps but i don't know it just <laughs> kind of seems kind of shoehorned in a little bit yeah just to be oh she's got a good voice so we'll make yeah, her sing yeah, yeah. Anyway, we'll find out what this offers, and we'll be back with our thoughts on The Sound of Music. Good evening. Good evening, children. Good Good evening, Fräulein Maria. Enchanting little ritual. Something you uh, learned at the Abbey? No, um, it, um, um, uh, rheumatism. Raindrops on roses and whiskers on kittens. How far can I carry on singing this song? <laughs> that's that's no. Bright copper kettle. <laughs> <laughs> These are a few of my favourite things. Yeah, can I say it? <laughs> so back from watching Pretty Fantastic 
Pretty fantastic. So, really? Yeah. I mean, from the get-go, the aerial panning shots of the cinematography. Of the- I was a bit of a cowbag with that, to be fair. I'm not going to lie. I was... I kind of was like, oh, the camera's a bit... And I have to appreciate the age of it, but it was joltering a bit on the air views. And I was like, oh, but I think it's... I'll be honest, we've had a hard week at work for me personally. So my eyes do... (laughs) They they can be quite sensitive. I sound like a little old lady. Oh, my eyes. But I think that were more like a bit of a shock, whereas now you have this like perfect steady like tripod and it, you know, it zooms across and nothing jolts or ups and downs. But... To be fair, it didn't ruin the actual picturesqueness of it. It didn't. No. But it, it reminded me of The Shining a little bit, which initially the opening of... <laughs> yeah, I just I wasn't even thinking of that, but you, you were like, yeah, it's like you just need that music. The dun, dun, yeah. dun. <laughs> which I didn't think I'd associate with, no. to be fair. But... No, a different time if you'd seen it before. Uh, well, maybe after the fact of seeing The Shining, you would have thought the same thing, but I guess that's going to be just seen it quite a few times now too but, many times well, well that does open with the hills are alive song yeah. which are oh, all of the soundtrack of this to be fair somehow a i know all of them so maybe i've been brought up with it and just not realized and don't don't remember watching it because i know all the songs pretty much but oh gosh they get stuck in your head yeah there's a reason why it's so so in the zeitgeist so much and that it's they're just strongly written I yeah guess, no 100% to put in the uh, simplest terms I think that's what it is because for example like Mary Poppins a spoonful of sugar helps the medicine go down it's teaching you it's educating you within the the song it's it's kind of the lyrics are really catchy but they mean something and you can just sing along to them and I think that is what this has which surprised me about the fact that you we googled and that Mary Poppins, obviously, was before The Sound of Music. Yes, and Julie Andrews is the lead in this. So, yeah, she, after the end of Mary Poppins, she went away and then she went to Become Austria. Becoming a nanny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, I I absolutely adore this film. I, I really do. I can't... I don't think I can say a bad thing apart from the camera opening bit, but that's, like, literally by the by. You forget about that by the time that you've watched the whole film. Uh-huh. It just makes you feel all cosy and grateful inside. I feel like it's gives you a bit of a moral, and it's singing, dancing, happy ending. It's just, oh, it's just everything, isn't it? And I'm surprised I'm saying this. Where we're sat here going, this is a three-hour-long film. Yeah, and I'm applauding it, and I'm, I'm saying how amazing it is. But it's three hours of not being that intense. Yeah, it's very wholesome how it handles everything really well, and yeah you, you don't feel like the time drags even though we we did have to split in half mainly just because you just say you had a hard week and it's like mm-hmm. oh yeah getting a bit tired yeah but, we've been having have i been having early calls and i said yeah it was yeah, getting a bit late but, for but i felt like selfie. it wasn't like uh oh ah oh, come on like that's i don't think i i think i could have literally sat the whole way through <laughs> and not been bothered and um, i know there is an intermission in it yeah, there is, which I didn't actually expect, because the only other one I've seen that in is where it says uh, intermission card, half through or whatever is seven when we did Seven Samurai, and that part no, was, that, that was like a seemed a legit thing. That to, to, felt like three hours though. That, that did. Was, yeah, it wasn't even going on four hours. So, 
that were hard work for me, whereas this wasn't. And I think that when we paused it where we did, I was surprised we'd already done like an hour and a half of it. Yeah. And I was Time like, wow. Yeah. yeah, it did. And I think because it flew by so quickly, that's why you get so attached to it and love it more because it's like, well, it's one of those things where you could put it on. I understand why people watch it around Christmas now because A, the length of it, B, you've got the capacity to watch it and it's just a nice, good feeling movie. Like, mm-hmm. I actually did say to mum, I don't know if this is an insult or not, you know, like, if you felt poorly or you were under the weather. And being a comfort film. Yeah. yeah. No, that's not, not an insult because some people, there's many films that people would find deem that as that, like, just a comforting. Like, I would say, like, on an autumnal day, like, the Fantastic Mr. Fox is kind of like, that would be like a comfort film mm-hmm. of of that nature because it's yeah you just want to bunker down and yeah, get cozy yeah, with yeah, them yeah. and hibernate yourself <laughs> yeah yeah I get that and I think that this film for me means a lot more than I realised I think it's definitely already but, becoming yeah, in my for you because obviously from your, your mum and her mum yeah having that kind of it been instilled and brought up with that the film is mm-hmm. probably helps you get that level of appreciation yeah for it was. Whereas this, for me, it's like I've had the the Blu-ray sitting on my shelf for God knows how many years, and I I think I got it fairly. It wasn't that expensive as well, considering it was many years ago when obviously mm-hmm. like Blu-rays were not like super expensive, but it was. I think it was. I'm sure it was like less than a tenner. Really? Thinking, thinking. Okay. Well, it's something I wanted to, but never just never got round to. Mm. Watching, think I'll get to it at some point. I think because it's the length of it, it's you need to kind of give but, it the time. But I never, I didn't actually know how long the film was. To be oh, fair, really. So I just got it. And, like, did you put it off because of the musical aspect? Do you think because you're not really used to be yeah, a big fan? Yeah, probably did. So, but I think uh, at some point I'll get around to. I can't believe we're so late to the bandwagon on this one. I feel like we're 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 late to the party, and I'm I'm gutted that I haven't seen it sooner. To mm-hmm. to be honest, if I'm completely. Frank, it's just like, where have I been all my life? Why am I so ignorant to not seeing this film? And I'll be honest, I'd watch it this year again. Like, that's how much I love it. Like, even though it's three hours long, I would watch it again happily. It's definitely gone already into my, like, top ten. <laughs> that was quick. That was considering I just did a top <laughs> ten yeah. at the end of the wrap Serendipity can get kicked out, Paul. There you go. You complained about that one. <laughs> So sorry, spoilers are probably <laughs> yeah, going well, forward yeah. of what we're going to be, well, what, what I'm going to be scoring it. In terms of obviously, obviously there are songs which we'll obviously get through. I'll sing them all to. for you. Don't worry. <laughs> is um, there is obviously a, there's got to be a story, and apparently this is sort of semi based on true events with the Von Trapp family, which I think is more comes to fruition by towards the end of the film, the latter part, or maybe the hmm. third act, I suppose, in a way. What did you make of, like, obviously the children particularly, how they were? Well, initially it reminded me of Mary Poppins, just because the rich, spoiled kind of kids initially, and the playing pranks on, on the nanny, mm-hmm. or the governess. Gover- governess. <laughs> um, she's a nanny. And you kind of get that vibe of, oh, here we, here we go, they're just going to be playing tricks on her the entire way. But somehow she wins them over quite quite quickly and sees that the children and they just want to be loved and cared for because the way that the dad's treating them since the mother died is literally like the, they're members on the ship, basically. Like when he introduces them and they're marching down the stairs. Yeah, yeah. 
which I just think is awful because it's like, well, you're a child. You shouldn't be treated like that. No, but because he's lost his, his, late, his late wife's passed on and he's not, not, like, that's all he's got to to offer for, you know, for his years in the service or whatever. I think it's because he's not, not meaning this in a bad way. I think back then the woman was the one who looked after the ch- children, children. Yeah. And they did connect with them on a better level. And I think the father was the authority figure. Mm-hmm. And they would be looked up to and not really have to handle the, the kids mm-hmm. as, as much. And I think because obviously he's not been there because he's been a captain on a ship, his wife's done a lot of the work and he's come back and not really know, known how, how to, to deal with them. Yeah. He does come across a pretty much like a prick initially. <laughs> like he's like an absolute yeah, twat. But I think that's for the, the purpose of the story, that's got to be the way that you say, like, oh, he's you know, a stickler for you know the rules and stuff and he's got to be mm-hmm. like... This 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 journey in this three hours is going to be him like turn around with things and yeah. oh yeah oh this this governess this new governess is coming in and I feel like that's like Mister Banks though in um, is it Mary Poppins yeah 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 a little bit yeah yeah similar kind of thing yeah I think it is and so a, a more joyous person comes into their life and mm. wins them around yeah and I love the first bit where just bl- I know we're going to be flitting back and forth uh-huh. but. Typical SP style. Yeah. Just the opening where we see Maria at the top of the, and singing and then she's late because she's a nun at this at this moment in time. Yeah. And I love the song that the nuns sing, like, about Maria. What, like, what to do about her. Yeah, yeah. no yeah. one knows what to do about yeah. Maria. And then she's like a willow, a whisper, yeah. a clown, and <laughs> all of this kind of... So, but even that, like, it's not... It's done in a way that's not over the top. It's just the... The nuns just like every just like, like moving around the the courtyard or whatever. It's like they're having a conversation she, in song, basically. Yeah, yeah. That's what it is. It's, yeah, no flashy, like jumping around and <laughs> with some kind of thing, something like Encanto or something where it's like ADHD kind of thing. You've yeah. got to keep the kids entertained. With it. But I think the lyrically it's so clever. Ever. Yeah, and the rhyming, the like a babble of brook, and it's just I don't know all kind of links to nature, and I think that's what's wonderful about about the film, and that's why. Maria is such a joyous character, like you were you were saying. Like she literally loves the simplistic things in in life. Yeah, that's why she felt so appreciative of the surroundings that she had to sing about it. That's but it's like oh, a bit like no, 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 you can't sing anywhere <laughs> other than the Abbey. Yeah, yeah. And she she grew up up near the hills, and she appreciates the scenery, any flower, and anything like that. And we kind of said when she went to the house beforehand, you could tell she was quite nervous. So she sung the confidence song. song yeah. And flicked her legs off while she's yeah. she's doing it. And we were like, well actually if you look at all she's got, I know she's a nun. She's got a guitar and the Mary Poppins bag, which I commented on. <laughs> but she doesn't yeah. have a lot. And I think it makes you think actually in life, well do you really need not mean this in a bad way. Because I know you with all your Blu-rays yeah. and everything and your four Ks. But do you need all of that? Because when you die, you can't take it with you, can you? So no, no. But it's to appreciate while you while got you're it here. here. Yeah, that's that's it. But at the same time, it's like, oh, yeah, I kind of envious a little bit of people who are like that. They don't need a great deal of stuff in the skip. <laughs> you're looking at me. I know you are. <laughs> the simplest the little things make you happy, but I don't know. It's different strokes for different folks, isn't it? But I think so, and I think it's also how you've been raised. Mm-hmm. I think it, it, you know. No. Probably like Maria, she said she didn't. Makes it sound like she had a bad upbringing. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. One so, of the latest songs that she sort of says about that. Yeah. But, so it, it kind of, the less you have, the less you want. I always think that's a true mm-hmm. thing. Yeah, because you never know what you, you've got. missing out on, yeah. I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that song, the I Have Confidence song, and a fair few of the other songs throughout this, I'm going, oh, right, I know that's from now. <laughs> You're going to laugh, probably. I find it amusing. A lot of them I know through watching Family Guy. Really? Yeah, because they're sort of like you know paying homage to it. <laughs> so there's like cutaways and stuff that kind of like inf- incorporate those songs, and that's like one of them. And well, like the they're so long for a well. Evita say goodbye. And, and I know that one as well, but not from Family Guy, thankfully. <laughs> um, I remember we used to be in assembly at school. And when the assembly would finish, right? Why are you laughing? Well, you weren't going to bed, were you? Uh, no, but we just did the so long farewell. Oh, right. I'd be to say goodbye, but right, I bid fe- it won't be the going to bed night night right. kind of thing. So no, <laughs> but I remember seeing seeing that, and me somehow knowing that from a very very young age, and I don't know if even my granny used to say it to me, and. Mm. I used to say it a lot when I was little, mm-hmm. and I think that's why I can say it so well. <laughs> but I think, not that obviously the children are growing up in Austria, where my granny's German, so it's not too far from one another, mm-hmm. really. The children are absolutely stunning, by the way. Like, I really like them. Greta, is it Greta? Gretel. Gretel. Oh, oh my goodness. She is so, so cute. Like, the cutest. Like there's one point where she has a boo-boo on her finger and yeah. she's like... Oh. I can imagine you being like that. <laughs> well, it's still could, to be fair. <laughs> and if we had a little me, I'd want it to be like yeah. that too. Like, oh, what happened? And I think that's what Maria is. She's just a wonderful soul in the aspect of being caring and nurturing mm-hmm. and that's what you want in, in a mother figure. Yeah. I didn't know if we'd have a sort of a, with the length of the film if it was going to be like a sort of like time dedicated to each one like say each child had some sort of problem they had to overcome mm-hmm. and that she would take the time to you know sit down and talk out with them and make them realize oh their things not so bad or all that stuff but i only say that because of with particularly with liesel yeah the eldest and she's got like a love interest with this guy called rolf <laughs> such such dog name, yeah. um, and, um, and obviously like the oh we're gonna sit down and have a chat about that, and then I thought okay well, this is that, that's where that's gonna lead. But mm. I think was... it works well, and I think the first scene of them like she's been in the house. Obviously, she's got the um, pine cone which she sits on, and she says it's rheumatism, and doesn't grasp the kids up. And I think that's when they're like, oh, we're feeling bad because actually. If that was a normal nanny, they would have thrown us under the bus and gone, oh, your children have done this, this, and this mm-hmm. to me. Whereas she didn't, because she was on their side, but wanted to say, show them that. Mm-hmm. And I think with Liesel, when she first came into the bedroom and she was wet so through, thin. yeah, and she was like, oh, this is where we normally put the spiders in the governance room or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then she was like, well, where have you been? And building up that relationship by providing trust and going, okay, I know you've done something wrong, instead of telling you off, I'll help you get out of it and be there to support you. Mm-hmm. And I think that kind of shows a strong connection. And I think once you've got the eldest, you've got them all, aren't you, really? Yeah. Well, they all kind of I love tumble scene. into bed when the, the, th- the thunderstorm's going off. So 
yeah, they're all like terrified, and so it's like oh, being comforted by it. Mm. It kind of reminds me of my granny, to be fair, because it's quite funny. In my family, I've got my granny who used to be absolutely petrified of thunder and lightning, so she, she hated it. I think that's probably because of the war. Yeah. My mum, who absolutely adores it to the point of where she will sit and watch a thunderstorm happening, and then you've got me yet again who is petrified and hates it, and I just stand there and go, don't like it, like an absolute idiot, and <laughs> it doesn't make it any better. No. And I think it reminds me of when I was little when the thunder and lightning would go off and I'd go and I'd go to my mum and she'd she'd be fine with it. She's like, it's okay. She wouldn't sing the song. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> I think it just reminded me of being little and being scared and going to your mum and be, feeling protected. And that's what she kind of was. And she literally all of them ended up in the bed and it was just quite cosy. And then the song came, Favourite Things, yeah. which was, I believe, written for this. Yeah, I would, I would say so, yeah. Which is weird because I've grown up with these are the few of my favourite things and known the song quite well, but not never known it was from, for, from a movie. Yeah. Well, like I say, yeah, I think I'm sort of similar as you there with not knowing, oh, yes, it came from this film. Obviously, a lot of people, have, artists have done like iterations of it in their own way. Like one of, obviously, more recent-ish is the Ariana Grande song, Seven Rings. Oh, but, Yeah. <laughs> It's, not, of... it's not the one it, I want it, I've got it. Yeah, it is, yeah. Oh, is it? Yeah. Gee, thanks. Well, that's that's just not the right Gee, morals. Thanks, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I know. But isn't it, that's obviously a different spin on yeah. things, isn't it? True. Well, the other kids, they, they're kind of just, I feel like they are just kind of there. They, there's certain ones that just don't really do much, like they don't stand out so much. Really. Like the boys, I feel like they're a little bit in the background, to, yeah. to be honest. Yeah. There's another two girls. And then uh, is there seven in Brigitte and Marta. So wait. And Louisa. So there's there's seven children. There's there's five girls and two boys. Two boys. I can only remember mainly two girls, obviously. There's Lisa and Gretel. Liesel. Liesel. Yeah. And then there's an older there's a blonde haired girl who's a bit older. Louisa. Louisa, I yeah. think. I'm blanking on the other girl. I've written it down. Br- Brigitte. I said Brigitte and Marta. Just have a look. So you've got two quite younger girls, obviously Gretel and then Marta. Who's a seven-year-old. Yeah. And then to be fair, then you've you've got kind of the four in the middle that kind of don't really impact me, hmm. I'd, I'd say. And then obviously the eldest that has the main main part. But that's not saying that they don't do brilliantly, you know, all together. It just means that there's some more outstanding Storylines, I feel. Yeah, in what way? I was, I was well, I think they just have more airtime so that you kind of build that character and kind of appreciate them and they've got more lines. Yeah, that's why I thought they would, like say, have the time dedicated to each one or so, but I guess not. <laughs> <laughs> but collectively, they they are always there and they're always a part of the family yeah, yeah. and always part with Maria and she kind of brings them out of her, their shell and... Once the dad has to go to work, oh no, goes to see the Baroness. Baroness. Yeah, I think that's when Maria kind of goes right. Okay, I'm not going to blow a whistle. You're not a dog. You can't. I'm going to make you some clothes so that you're not on a ship, and you can run and play and sing and mm-hmm. ride bikes and do the fun stuff that kids are supposed to do. Yeah, and also teach the children how to sing, which, which comes a lot in this, doesn't it? To be fair, they are really good at singing though. 
Well, they have to be, won't they? They can't just be really half-assed. If it's, you know, musical, they can't really. But you do get another part where um, Liesl gets another kind of 17 going on 18, which, weirdly, I knew that song as well. I don't know if it's just then played on the radio after the fact or how how I know it. I don't know how I know it. I only know the... Again, this is the... You are da going on da Fellas will fall in line. But other than that, I wouldn't know what that was from or anything like that. No, like, like, going back to the, the Family Guy stuff, it's like, they're just there. But like, I don't know what that is. It's, is it, it must be from something, but I didn't know at the time. Mm. Now I know. But <laughs> <laughs> I think it's probably because of the fact of the creator of Family Guy, Seth MacFarlane, was, is a big fan of the sound of music. Oh, so. I don't blame him. I really don't. So paying tribute to it in whatever ways you can, I suppose. But... But that scene where they're singing the 17 going on 18, they're in a, like, what's it called? A garden? Summer garden? Summer garden house? I think like a summer house or something. I want one in our garden, Paul. (laughs) But the scene where they're dancing and they're doing the legs up and down and then they're jumping up on the benches. And I don't know, I just... Well, I know you probably appreciate that because like singing in the rain and stuff, like the dance choreography Mm -hmm. a little bit within that. Absolutely loved it. And then the rain as well, because it was absolutely peeing it down. Mm-hmm. And you could see the rain on the glass. And mm-hmm. I don't know, it just made it feel quite magical. And oh. the cinematography of it all was just beautiful. Well, I say, like, and I said about the opening landscape shots at the beginning, but well, throughout the film, the framing of like a really a sucker for like that sort of like perfect framing shot, mm-hmm. you know, like it's symmetrical on either side. Yeah. And there's a lot of that that's, yeah, top marks for. For doing that, and it looks absolutely stunning. Like you know, the the architecture of the buildings, one thing, or you know, just how a room is displayed, or whatever, or whatever, whatever situation mm. in the the kind of framing that way. I think That's... one for me that shone out quite a bit was it was like a tunnel archway that they were outside in, and mm-hmm. the light was coming through, and it was creating shadows of the trees on the floor, mm-hmm. and then Maria and the kids were running through the, the tunnel. And that just itself with the way the lighting was and the greenery and then the shadows and the reflections, it was just like, oh, it's absolutely beautiful. And the daft thing about it was it was only on the screen for like a couple of seconds and it was gone. Mm-hmm. And that was it. But it was like some the thought that's gone into that shot is not worth the length it was on screen, if that makes sense. No, I get what you're saying. It's but, like when but... you used to do your animations yeah, the amount of work it would go into that like five second animation, and then you blink and you're like, yeah, "Oh, is is that it?" Yeah, yeah. And it's kind it's of like the same that. Work, it's with with that, yeah. But still, I think from because of our background of what we kind of have, like I've got a key eye in so of you that you can kind of sit and just appreciate the thought and the process going behind it, even to the point of where the bells are clanging, the way that they've got that shot, and it's been like looking through the abbey where mm-hmm. the, the, the bells are mm-hmm. just clever little things that they've thought of and back then would have been hard to have got i don't know saying necessarily would have been hard to do for those kind of shots but i, t- I, think I, I the appreciation of of how they would have you know like composed that and gone that like, yes this will work and this will look really beautiful because we are in a, a beautiful place really yeah. with the architecture and everything oh, scenery stunning. yeah one of the things that i did like I don't know about you, but the probably my well, the one that's stuck, the song that's stuck in my head is the we're doing the puppet show, and the you're the 
Good lady, oh, I can't do it. Good lady, oh, lady, 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 Yeah, yeah, that. And and they're the the really like solid looking puppets. Like again, I think it's because being like a European style, that they're normally like very crafty with like woodwork and yeah stuff like that. And you can tell that there's a lot of effort put into those puppets. And I think it was just the performance of it all and the way that the puppets were being displayed and then you could see them singing up at the top and it was just everything. It was just perfect. Mm. But obviously this is when we're encountering the Baroness as as well, Mm -hmm. which she's your typical woman who just wants to get richer for richer. She doesn't really love the dad or anything like that. And you can already see that. Maria and the dad are kind of hitting it off. I, I, I'll i be honest, I did predict that that would happen. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, from, uh, if you'd, if for the people who would have seen it back in the day, I don't know if they probably, they'd still go, yeah, I can see where this is going. Or just because we know from like other films, it's normally that, oh, yeah, yeah, you're the cold, not heartless, but you know, like you're very chill, frost. I think it's materialistic frosty. as well. Yeah. I think that's what it is when Maria well. isn't. Like, yeah, yeah. And she does care and she's loving and you know, giving. Side with glances, kind of thing, and mm. you're like, Oh, you can see there's something there, and you, see, you, know, you have to be blind to see that kind of stuff. And so, yeah, the only thing I didn't know whether it's going to be like a Baron von Trapp, the dad, when he says he's going to marry Baroness, and I, th- I wonder if it, I thought it was going to be like a then you know, gets to the wedding day, and then Marie's <laughs> like, No, like, no, please don't, like, and th- that kind of. Kind of glad it didn't go that yeah. way, to be fair. Yeah. I think I'd have been a bit like... Yeah, mm. ends a bit more amicably, actually, doesn't it? Like, uh, he's he's going, he says to the Baroness, like, no, actually, no, this isn't working yeah. out. And then she kind of plays it off, like, oh, well, actually, I prefer... I think <laughs> she's so up herself that she can't have him dump her and she has to pretend in her head, yeah. oh, well, I finished it, yeah, I didn't right, want right, it. Yeah. Yeah, and I think that's the the sad part about it, where it's like a, oh, I have to pretend I'm better. And... Yeah, but then after that, there was no like, as if she was like saying, oh, right, okay, fair enough, and then walk away and then come back. Oh no! Like, oh, let's sabotage their wedding or something. No, she went gracefully. Yeah. I think. Yeah, really, yeah. To be and fair. that was that. So fair enough. But then, when it got to the part when obviously the, with the wedding of Maria and Baron. I started thinking, oh, that's the end of the film. Yeah. But then it goes a little bit further with the Nazis. I did see that kind of coming, to be fair, because there was a lot of showing that it was just post what That's right, isn't it? Yeah. Post-war. Well, um, no, well, this was the... Pre-before. Yeah, the the film was made in the 1960s, 1965. But it it makes you feel like this is present to the war is coming, there's something dooming. So in the the 30s, so, yeah, obviously, Nazi... Occupying countries, yeah. Yeah. And I think you've got two side stories. You've obviously got Maria with the kids and getting falling in love with the captain. And then you've got Liesel, where she's got her like little love story mm-hmm. with the... Rolf. Well, Rolf, who's like, delivers the... Telegrams. Telegrams. Yeah. And then he gets what, swiped up into the into the war. He's yeah, he on gets the Nazi caught up side. In it, yeah. He thinks whatever he's doing is really far too important for this romance, and yeah, she sees that blindsided by them. So yeah, it's like yeah, they don't no time for that. We're all just all about 
Yeah, and she's quite sad, really, yeah. because she's loves him. You clearly can see, like, it's her first love. And he basically breaks her heart by the time that, like, he grasses on them, doesn't he, at the end, like, pretty much. And I think the ending for me, I was a bit taken back by because everything else I'd kind of predicted. It's like, oh, they're just going to live happily ever after. And the kind of World War Two essence of Hitler yeah. and all of that. Creeping in, yeah. It was a little bit like, oh, this makes it a little bit more darker and a bit more interesting, actually, than just finishing with them being living happily ever yeah. after. Yeah. Which doesn't sound like something I would say. But it also touches home on how the war was. And there was another song where the dad sings it twice with the, the puppet show. Oh, after the puppet show. So yeah. there's, after the puppet show, he sings Ye- Edelweiss, mm-hmm. which is a, a flower. And then he sings it again at the concert. Yeah, yeah. There's two ways that he sings it. And the first time, my mum always cries at this because it always reminds her of my granny. Mm -hmm. So she always, always cries. Do you think it's something that she sang to her or something? Yeah, and every time it was on, she would always sing sing it. She she would. Mm -hmm. And it just reminds her of her mum. Yeah, yeah, I get that. And now, obviously, every time... like. I've only associated, I know this sounds really sad, with this song coming on, normally like on musical week in um, Strictly, and they have done it where it's been Edelweiss and people have danced and my mum still cried every time like the song right. comes on. Yeah. So I was like, oh, okay, let's see how this hits me. So the first time after the puppet show, I'm, I'm not too bad. Mm-hmm. Because it's like, oh, please, Dad, sing for us, and it's quite a nice surrounding. The end one... That did get me because because mm. they're getting everybody involved in the the crowd and everything. It's like almost like going harmony. Really. And I think the moral behind the song is it's talking about a flower, and he says, "Let's try and keep that flower present and blooming and mm-hmm. growing." And obviously, he knows the World War Two is coming, and it's like ruining the land. It's ruining everything, and all this little flower wants to do is is grow and mm-hmm. bloom. Yeah, basically, that's what the song's about. And I think when you put it into that context a little bit more, it kind of hits it's, yeah. home a lot. And I think maybe that's what another thing, because obviously my gran, being German, bless her, grew up in the World War mm-hmm. too, but not great being a, a German at that point either. She wasn't involved in any of that. I think she, no. she was just, she. I think she helped. So like was a nurse. Right. So like anyone that was, well, probably the Nazis, was <laughs> injured, she'd probably been looking after them. But she met my granddad, who was English at this point as well, and fell in love with with him and moved to England. But being a German person at that time, moving to the UK mm-hmm. wasn't very easy because a lot of people would just associate any German being a Nazi. Yeah. So it. Well, I don't think she had the easiest of no times. But... So yeah, but that song now I think does kind of. It's been stuck in my head as a little earworm, mm-hmm. but at the same time has more of a connection, I guess. No, I get that. The one song that kind of did get me a little bit, which, forgive me, I do forget what the, it was, but it was when, oh no, I think it maybe it was when the kids were singing The Hills Are Alive. Oh, yes. Yeah, just when he was saying to me, like, oh, please pack up your things and go. And then he hears the kids singing. And then he then he comes around into the room and then he starts singing and then, then they are like almost like gobsmacked. Look, he's like, Oh, 
got our dad back kind of thing in that kind of moment. It was quite touching, Yeah, really. I felt like I felt something there. So it was quite nice. And I think even when they come to the point where Maria leaves, because she knew that she's kind of, in her head, she's doing ungodly work because she's she thought she was there to get the children and, and mother within the Baroness. But actually, she's meant to be the children's mother, but she sees it as she's meddling where she shouldn't be. Yeah, she's it's against God's wishes or something. So she takes herself back off to the Abbey and goes to be a nun. And you can see just the impact of her presence not being there. And it kind of reminds me of A Wonderful Life in a sense, because it's like, well, without that person, the children yeah, aren't as happy, happy, the house doesn't feel the same. There's no song, there's no joy there yeah. anymore. I'm just telling the, the solemnness of... How they are. And even when they tried to sing and were forced to sing, they didn't really want to. Say, yeah. <laughs> there was a funny part where obviously the Baroness is trying to play with the yeah. children. And first of all, why would you ever involve a ball? Because she doesn't even know, like, she looks like the type of person who wouldn't even know what no, to do with the ball. Exactly. Like, just assume, no, kids are, like playing with them. Yeah. yeah. But then she's on, and around. then they keep chucking at it. Yeah. Like, Ooh, like wind in her or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, purposely, because it's like, I don't want to. Be associated with you, and I don't want to play this game just yeah. because you think, oh, I'll yeah, try it? and have fun with them. Yeah. And it didn't last long because they actually said, "Can we stop playing now?" And that's when they kind of go to the church and beg to see Maria, mm-hmm. and it shows that actually, no, she should, she should be there. She should be the mum. She is the one that loves them. There was one bit that made me laugh. Another Who's bit. the yeah. second youngest? Isn't that um, Marta? Oh, maybe not. I've put um. Somebody says, I can't remember which one it was, that everyone's seeming a bit tense and I think it's leading up to the concert where the mum and dad are on honeymoon at the, at this point. Yeah. And the, the child goes, well, maybe it's to do with that flag with all the black spiders on it. <laughs> and I just think it's making people nervous. And I just thought, oh, that's such a quite a cute way, way to... Looking, yeah, innocent way of looking black spiders, yeah. Yeah. And then when the dad does come back from honeymoon, he's like the... I think it's a powerful message, obviously, like, oh, tears, he tears up the flag that's hanging outside his door, like, he's not standing for this. Yeah. You know, he's against what this is all about and, like, you know, won't be bullied by the Nazis coming in. It's kind of obviously, like, a bold thing to do at that point, you know, go against them as, you know, you normally... Yeah, pretty yeah. much. Yeah, but... So, thankfully, there's none of that, like, nobody gets shot or anything no, in this, but... No, the Abbey, yet again, comes in handy, helping Maria and her family within this incident. So they try and sneak out and the Nazis know, so then they do the concert. And then they escape. And then they escape when yeah. they win first prize, which was kind of, you were aware that at some yeah. point they were going to be yeah, running right. away. And that was another song they repeated with the feet saying goodbye. And then did like, yeah. obviously the lighting disguises the fact that they are just legging it. And the Abbey then bring them in, they look after them, they kind of hide them and then let the Nazis come in. And there's always like kind of a little bit of a cat and mouse chase. Mm-hmm. But you can see that actually the Abbey have always wanted the best for Maria, even if it's not. Well, they've been got part to. This of... is it's part of the thing. They can't. Obviously, it's in the nature of of the, the, mm. nun, the nuns, the sisters. To they can't really turn away yeah. the people who are in need. Just and <laughs> when they go, oh, um, I think sister, I think I've mother, I think Some I've sinned, sinned because they've de- basically made sure the cars can't no. work to go after them. Yeah, and they live happily ever after. The kind of the. Hills of the Life at the Sound of Music is the kind of way you started off at the end with just Maria. Yeah. You now end up yeah. with the whole family. family trekking, traversing the mountains, but working yeah. where they're going to go is another massive But it I'm doesn't sure matter because they're together and yeah. they're all happy yeah. and healthy. Yeah. 
which ultimately, the end, by the end and throughout the film, it's kind of obviously focusing on the moral being like obviously having your family and, and that bond and connection. Mm-hmm. With you, it's, it's important. And just being happy with each other and being there for one another and understanding, I think that's what Maria brings. Turns their lives around for the better, which is, is I think that you always need a strong female <laughs> mother's touch. I feel like it kind of reminds me of me and you a little bit because not saying you like the captain, but I think she had hardly anything when she grew up by the sounds of things and went to the church to kind of, or the abbey to help her. Mm -hmm. And then she found like Prince Charming in the end, but she helped him before he helped her because look at the house and the luxuries she got, but really in the end she didn't get them, but she still got, she gained all seven children and and a husband. Mm -hmm. Which I was just thinking, like, how you know, we got pretty busy, you know, having to have seven kids. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Poor mother. Having to pop them all out, but, yeah. Well, the age gap's between them as well. Yeah. Because they don't look that old. No, there's only a Must couple of years. Must started young. <laughs> yeah. Being pregnant every year or something. <laughs> Not again. <laughs> no. <laughs> like, shouldn't be allowed to do that thing to produce them. <laughs> Unless the startup brought them. Yeah. Sure. That's how children arrive. Well, I think that's encompasses everything, really, if, unless you've got anything else to say. I don't think so. I'm just intrigued that you go first for the score. <laughs> <laughs> so, as I say, it was very much enjoyable. I don't know why. I didn't. I wasn't going in thinking, oh, this is going to be absolutely rubbish or anything like that. Because, as I say, like, the sensibilities of it and sort of, like, the impact it has with, I say, I say pop culture for for better or worse. It's got a brilliant soundtrack. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, which I now sort of know. I'm more familiar with the songs. Thanks as well. to Family Guy. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> well, at least you learned something from fam- watching Family Guy. <laughs> yeah, even if, uh, it's yeah. like you with to... The Simpsons as well, like where you get all your yeah. lines and <laughs> stuff from. from. Yeah. And with that, and obviously all the, the beautiful cinematography and all that. Now the only you're eating this out. You're making I know the only, the only drawback I would say is whether it was because we did split it in half and it's kind of like uh, not saying like to blame you or anything like that, but like <laughs> like if we'd have seen it all the way through, would it have still been a of different first watch? Because I felt like everything from the first part was really solid, really into it, and then as I think some. What didn't lose interest as such through the the latter part, but I think it was didn't seem. I think it's after they got married. Yeah, impactful. It's kind of like oh, there's some there's something there that wasn't quite not not off, but I I can't put my finger on for this first time out with it. But I'm gonna go with nine point five. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, I'm cool with that. I'm cool. Yeah, cool, cool. cool. And I think maybe also because I've I know the 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 kids, but. The, I wouldn't say they were particularly super strong. They were obviously they could sing to a degree, but they weren't like super like oh yeah, tip top or what the vocals or the acting. Both, I guess. But I thought those vocals yeah. were brilliant. That's me. I but, don't but, think it mattered okay. about splitting it up, but I think probably for you, it it was more like oh well, would I be able to sit here and watch it for three hours consecutively? Hmm. I think the first half is definitely stronger than the second. I will agree with you. Mm-hmm. I didn't say I wouldn't watch it again because I would. That's 
That's why it's so high. But mm-hmm. yeah. And well, I think we know what. Yeah, as if it's already. <laughs> it it is a ten. Yeah, yeah, it is. It's it's comfort in a film. Yes, it does have a bit of a gloomier ending with the war and the Nazis. But actually, to be fair, I think it makes it more. Could have been a lot poignant. Darker. And I think Edelweiss seems more touching and understanding of that aspect of the world and it being like, well, because all this to me is to do with nature and it's surrounding a babbling brook, a, a river, a rainbow, you know, it's it's everything to do with nature, basically, is this film and it's what the world and the planet p- provides us. And I think then obviously then it's wanting to educate you a little bit with the war and how it impacts you. But at the same time, have a, a happy ending from it and i think it gives you every feeling and emotion within the film it makes you happy makes you sad it makes you feel really joyous it makes you laugh it's just an overall pleasant watch yeah. yeah yeah and i think it'd be something that if i was feeling really under the weather and i put i'd put that on and i think that's that's something that would make you feel better and and, and cheer you up and I think that's why it kind of does remind me of a similar arity to Singing in the Rain. It's got that good feel mm-hmm. about it. Yeah. It does have an undertone of darkness, a little bit just back at the back end. And I, I think that's where you're saying, if oh, we, no, because I, we split I, it up, I, yeah. I think it that shift into that, would it have been as fluid? And I think that's what you possibly Possibly, meaning. yeah, for experience. But that mm-hmm. could totally shift in the next time around. But. I would watch it in a heartbeat. I would watch it at some point again this year like mm. that's how much i adore it and i want to get an edelweiss mm. flower <laughs> well, i want to get well but it's not a, i don't know why it isn't i don't think it is because i looked it up but a 4k of it because i think that would really definitely benefit from i was wondering that but, but no sadly for some reason it's not i don't know why i'm surprised which, to be fair. it shouldn't which, it be like a criterion version paul <laughs> there's a which i've got the the my fair lady that's um, 4K. That's no, just rude. But it's that's it's apparently it's in 8K like print, which I don't even know how that was possible back from the thing. So uh, in our own time, I guess when we'll see. Yeah. <laughs> that what that looks like. I'll have to take this, let the patrons know which one we preferred. Mm-hmm. No, but I'm really thank you to the patrons for picking it. I've thoroughly enjoyed it. It's been a really good start, and I remember when we watched Singing in the Rain. It was yeah. the beginning of the, yeah. I think it was the first one of the year. Yeah. And that's why I was kind of thinking it was probably going to be the case. Yeah. yeah. And this is kind of like on par mm-hmm. and absolutely adore it. I think it's a bit more nostalgic than I thought as well. Without you realizing mm. subconsciously. Yeah. Good start to the year. Yeah. <laughs> Already. Brilliant. Well, thank you very much for listening to this episode. And if you want to check out some of our other episodes, you can do so by going to. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Podbean, and wherever else you get your podcasts from. And also be sure to leave a five-star review over on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Podchaser, and wherever else they do the scoring system. We are on social media. We are on TikTok, Instagram, Twitter, Threads. I think that's everything. And we're under the handle SP underscore film viewers. So hit that follow, like, subscribe, yada, yada, yada button. <laughs> yeah, that yada, yada, yada button. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Where's that? <laughs> and we also want to thank the patrons, of course, for picking the film and 
being just awesome in general. Yeah. Supporting the show. And before I read out the names, just like to say if you want to join the family, you can do so by going to patreon.com forward slash SP Film Viewers, where you get to vote for a movie we watch once a month and get your name shouted out as we're about to do right now. So let's just shout out to my mum first of all. She had a clear winner with this one when she, she voted, so massive thank you to mum for still supporting us, bless her. We've also got our friends Alex and Shani. Newlyweds. From December, yeah. Who are desperately seeking username for Alex and SDOG for Shani, both on Instagram. And we've got the wonderful Jonesy on Instagram too, at Weight Loss Jonesy. And then we've got the wonderful Emma, who is on Instagram as well, under the handle M underscore Hayton. They've both aired on our podcasts as well. Last year, yep. So go check them out and give them some love and follows. We've got Gren, who is under the handle cgren underscore draw on Instagram. Ben from Film Floggers. Mark from 100 Things We Learned From Film. Last but not least, we have Nico from... The Good, The Bad and The Weird podcast. That's so thank in, you very much, everybody. Yes, that's it in a nutshell, isn't it, really? So if you do want to become a patron, please do consider it. You know, it, it, it does. it is a great kind of thing for us. It gives us love and support. And they get to pick. <laughs> Paul, I think, Paul, did you did actually post it at the beginning of the... You did a post on it as well for people at the beginning of the year if they wanted to be the first one to yeah. pick. Yes. Obviously, you've missed yeah. that. But yeah. <laughs> For the upcoming months, yeah, of course. Yeah. 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 Right, so thank you once again for listening to this first episode of 2024. I really enjoyed it, so thank you. Glad I'm glad. <laughs> Me too. And we will speak to you next time. So long, farewell, Alvida, say goodbye. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't help you there, did I? <laughs> no, because no, I can't remember the, the, the bit. But anyway, Dude, um, farewell. Well, yeah. <laughs> goodbye. 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 <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. Bye. <laughs>